Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Grimsters! Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show! It's time to talk about reptilian dysfunction here on AfterBuzz. Guys, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Tweeting tweet at me throughout the week, throughout the show, at ThatZachWilson. The whole panel's here today. Yell Teagle. Hi, everybody. You can tweet at me live at Yell Teagle. That's why A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I'm in the chat, so I got it. I got you guys. I'm reading. I'm following along. Tari Miller. Hey, I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. <laughs> yeah, you've done that before, but every time I'm just like, "What is happening?" We're <laughs> excited. Uh, all right, yeah, it's like a it's like a audible uh, break <laughs> separator. All right, anyway, <laughs> so we're back in to grim this week. Um, a, a lot of stuff going on here yes. in this episode. We've got reptile monsters, potentially Nessie relative. Uh, um, in like outside Portland, uh, we've got Nick and the HW. Still prefer to call them SGO. The SGO. Uh, um, Mon Rosalie is dealing with some stuff from the past. Yeah, um, they are one person. Mm-hmm. They do not get separate names. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit of some other stuff from Renard. Yeah, Renard. <laughs> um, but f- uh, so first up, I want to talk about Nick mm-hmm. and the HW. Okay. Oh, and this craziness. The SGO. Yeah. The SGO, the Secret Government Organization. Yeah. Yes. Or my, Meisner's Minions, if you will. Ooh. Oh, nice. I like it. Um, how do you guys, what are you guys thinking about this? Uh, what was really the, the bulk <clears throat> of this episode? Was this whole plotline with basically Nick being recruited? Um, I really like it. And I think that our, our predictions and theories from last week. If you fall, if you decide that that's how it's going, then it seems to be building that way. Yeah. Um, I think this whole sequence was shot really cool, right? Um, but it made you think when we see, so we see the two bedrooms, um, and Trouble's bedroom has a wall of guns, and Eve's bedroom has, um, like a, uh, a vanity with a mirror and her makeup and her nail, yep. like a whole thing, a nail polish and then her wig rack. And it just shows you the difference between the, you know, trouble, the badass woman who needs weapons and Eve, who is the weapon. Right. Um, but also I realized that they have cameras in their bedrooms. Yep. <laughs> that was the thing I definitely went, wait a second. <laughs> it's a little better now when you consider that, like, at least those are like, we, we thought they were like cages. Yeah. Right. They're like bedrooms. They just like... These people are assets, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and they treat them as such. Yeah, um, they they don't get any privacy. They <laughs> they they don't they like they're 
bedrooms are very Spartan mm-hmm. and just like they, they're just there for them to prep for missions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love all of what they've built here with the HW. Um, it still I, I feels can't. weird to say it. Yeah, no, um, the SGO. Yeah. Um, I, I like Meisner's Minions. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love what they've built because the, here, the, the thing is, when you have Vesson running around like and, t- and causing problems across the world and that Vesson are very much just integral parts of society, of course the federal government's going to have a branch that's dedicated to Vesson uh, situations. And maybe it is kept very quiet so that most people in the government still don't know about it. Mm-hmm. But... Of course you would. So right. um, so thank you, writers, for just going with what the world would do and have a like semi-shady government organization <laughs> that is dedicated to dealing with Vesson problems. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Meisner even points out that they are well-funded and don't ask me from where. I was like, that's the writers going, whatever, just just move on. We're yeah. not going to answer this. I'm not here to talk about it also, trouble. <laughs> it, also doesn't, yes. it also doesn't matter. Like it's well, it's the it's the government, and like the thing is, I can with with what they've given me, mm-hmm. I can fill in the blanks. Like that would be an interesting plot line to go down if they want to go there. Mm-hmm. But I also don't need it for what we're dealing with right now. Right? Yeah, you disagree. I just think it it, it sets us up to, um, you know, once this storyline is over, it's gonna be one of those. But who was behind it? Oh, it was evil the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I could see that, especially with the way that they maneuver. They're definitely a, a great organization because mm-hmm. they do the whole brainwashing thing. They, but I, you could also think of them as like a, a shield in that when we had Vessen Hitler, who, or I guess Hitler Hitler, Hitler. who was, happened to be a Vessen, <laughs> yeah. um, who is our Red Skull in this situation, uh, yes. causes them to form a uh, an organization that it specializes in specials. Uh, and so then, now that someone else is continuing their, like, what he started, i.e. Black Claw Hydra, Hydra it, like it... Uh, <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> uh, it only makes sense that they are there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, so, S.H.I.E.L.D. analogy, then it takes us back to the, you know, I, can I spoil S.H.I.E.L.D. if it's... Try not to. From last season? It, Try not to. Do your best. Uh, Spoiler alert for for Shield for Agents of Shield. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler. Okay. Um. But like, who was behind Shield? Hydra was pulling the strings, right? Right. Yeah. And then real Shield versus realer Shield, right? Mm -hmm. With uh, Edward James almost new Shield. Real Shield versus realer Shield. Yeah. Right. So. You know, that's I feel like we're and it's oh, oh Orphan Black. Bo, uh, <laughs> you know Boo I mean? asks, so who's Captain America? Um, Nick? I guess Nick is. Yeah, mm, or is it Meisner? <laughs> no, Meisner's Coulson, I guess. In this analogy, absolutely. All right, this is not this is oh, not I got getting so us. So excited! This is not getting us yes. anywhere. Meisner's Coulson, I'm in. Oh, I'm so in. I mean that, but Nick that's the, that's exactly it. Though I really love <laughs> nice. doing this because it's going to take our characters into a much grander scheme, a much bigger scenario. Yeah, and and oh, and Rosalie's point where she was like, "We decide together, whatever we do." I was like, "Well, I don't think that's how it works, Scooby Gang." Right. Like, if Nick ends up joining the SGO, that doesn't mean that you all can't say you're not going to join. And if you guys all decide you're not going to join, that doesn't mean he can't join. 
Well, what they're saying is they've been a team up until this point. Yeah. And that they anything that they're going to do, they, they all trust each other. They mm-hmm. all lean on each other. In a lot of ways, they need each other uh, to do what they do. I don't think Nick would be near... Nick would have died a hundred times by now yeah. Um, yeah. if he didn't have the Scooby gang. Sorry. They're, they're arguing over who the Winter Soldier is, if it's Meisner or Trouble. Trouble is Winter Soldier. Yeah, I guess so. No, I, I wouldn't. No, no uh, uh, Juliet is slash oh, yeah, Eve yeah, yeah. is the Winter Soldier. Good call. Yeah, yeah Mr. Goku Jr. caught that one. <laughs> Sorry. Of the t- it's not my All right, way. this is not a productive area of <laughs> I discussion. I feel like it is. I feel like it really gives people context for what's happening in Trouble's this show. Trouble's Black Widow, for sure. Mr. Goku Jr., <laughs> you're on top of it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. Go on. Yeah, no, Nick is, Nick is Cap. Uh, Juliet slash Eve is Winter Soldier. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Trouble is <laughs> Falcon. Um, this, is, this is not productive, so here's how it breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this, we're going to start talking about Marvel, and then I got okay, excited. Yeah. Okay. Now so, I'm like, uh, who does, who's Monroe and Rosalie? Uh, and <laughs> guys, can I ask a weird question? Always. Um, it's about my. It's normal. Oh, yes. Um, I'm ready. So there were... Two things that kind of stuck out to me about Meisner this episode. Mm-hmm. The first thing was when Juliet suggested that he do to Nick what he had done to her. Yeah. Um, which kind of is like, well, what exactly did he do to her? But second was the chicken moment when he couldn't identify what was in the food. And then she just took a bite and said, it's chicken. Like, so to me, that was a weird thing to happen because mm-hmm. it wasn't like... Uh, he's like, ah, everything tastes the same. It was just like, I can't identify it. So it leads, it makes me feel like he is somewhat like removed from reality. Like he might have some kind of special ability or he, he might be the epitome of what the royals uh, can do in that like they must have a special power and he might have that power, whatever it is. Do you guys believe that this is a possibility? Oh, okay. So the first part about the suggestion that they do to Nick what they did to her. I think the idea was, I feel like she's <laughs> I'm going to bring up a whole new analogy <laughs> I feel like she's a little bit like a Cyberman that they took away all of the emotion mm-hmm. and left just this killing machine. Yes. Okay. They, bro- they, broke, they her. broke her yeah. they, like, they killed Juliet. Yeah. And, and so Eve, Eve is, is the Cyberman. And, I, and I'm very hopeful that they're going to leave it that way. Right. Like, Juliet is dead. They just kept Bitsy Tullock around yeah. to play Eve. Which, basically. So I think the suggestion she's making is that we remove the emotions and the, the personal attachments that Nick has and break him down to be just a weapon. But she also suggests that he could have changed her face. Like, there's got to be something... <laughs> else there. Well, as a Hexen beast, there's a lot of... I, I just took that as there's a lot of ways to change a face when you're a Hexen beast of her power level. I just took it as they could have just like change a face the way you change a face. I took it as like... like any number like, of... Like, like yeah. whether whether face off? Whether through, <laughs> whether through plastic surgery or magic they could have or just changed it. her face. Yeah, just beaten it to a, a different face. Hmm. All right. I took the, but the chicken thing. You're right. Totally weird, because it also was very like like we're we're friends and we share food or we share forks. Like like there was something there that I'm not okay with. <laughs> I'm okay with him and a lot of people. She is not one of them. Love rhombus. <laughs> <laughs> no, Come unacceptable. Oh oh, 
Sorry, all of a sudden I had a flash of Juliet as Adeline with Meisner. Oh. Oh, weird. Yeah. That's so weird, but like... A thing that would happen. I mean, not would. I mean, p- could. Could. Right. Um, <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. No, it'd be, it'd be real weird, um, but you know, like... What you really would need in that scenario, like, like whether Meisner is hooking up with Adeline or yeah. Meisner's hooking up with Juliet as Eve. Adeline, no matter what combination with, with that the love rhombus is going to give us. Trouble. Meisner in trouble. That, I mean, potentially that no, too. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking trouble outside of this because I refuse to give up the love rhombus. Uh, <laughs> um, but... Regardless of what's happening, what you really need, no yeah, matter what, absolutely, is a quality mattress. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I want to take a quick second, guys, to talk to you about one of our amazing sponsors that helps us bring this show to you free on all the platforms, whether you're enjoying this on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, it's all free. And part of how we're able to do that is our awesome sponsors. And so... Warranting that horrible joke was uh, this week's sponsor, which is Casper Mattresses. Um, <laughs> um, and it, it, they make some very high quality mattresses yeah. that you can you can get them online. Um, it was named uh, one of the top inventions of 2015 by Time Magazine. That's how good these mattresses are. Um, it's the perfect mattress for any type of sleeper. Uh, just like their new sheets and pillows, the dual-layer pillow contains nearly a billion microfibers that adapt as you move and keep you supported and cool throughout the night. It, this is new types of technology going to your mattress because you spend a third of your life sleeping, so you might as well get good sleep while you're there. Um, so if you need a great night's sleep, you want to stop counting sheep because it's not effective, and I wish I had the name of the sheep Vessin pulled up right now so I could make that joke, but I don't. Um, uh, but, and the best part is you can try it for a hundred nights in your own home with free shipping and you can return it if it doesn't fit your needs. Satisfaction guaranteed. Um, so the best, so the way to help, to help us out, the way to find out about the Casper, more about the Casper mattresses and get your own is to go to Casper.com and use the code AFTERBUZZTV. One more time, that's Casper.com, AFTERBUZZTV. And if you put in that code, get 50 bucks off your mattress. So you can start saving right there with Casper Mattresses. When you want to get your love rhombus on, <laughs> go to Casper Mattresses. Um, so yeah, Casper.com, terms and conditions may apply. Be sure to check it out. And uh, let us know how your uh, Meisner situations are doing. I think Yell <laughs> may be getting her Casper Mattress together yeah. to lure Meisner in. I'm going to be honest, Meisner should try the Casper Mattress. <laughs> <laughs> and Yell is offering yeah. if he needs somebody to help him Try it out. Yeah, yeah we got a durability test. Right, hundred nights free. Yeah, uh, that's a hundred <laughs> nights you could be building mattress forts. You could order a bunch of them. Yeah, that's what and... I was thinking. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, the, let's... the chat is very upset that there was no Natalind in this episode. Yeah, I mean, well, we didn't need her in mm-hmm. this episode. Um, much like we didn't really need the uh, the best of the week storyline, but we'll get into that. Okay. Um, but what? But again, while we're still talking about uh, the SGO HW letter soup, um, letter soup in a bowl like uh, tonight. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so what do you guys think? Is their relationship? Do you um, honestly? Do you guys think that there's more to Juliet and my? To, sorry, more to Eve and Meisner's relationship than just coworkers. 
that thought crossed my mind a few times, a few different times, um, in a few different ways. And the 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 food thing really was as though something had happened. And with the flashbacks of how she was broken down, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've been watching too much Arrow because I was like, oh, there are going to be flashbacks of how she was built back up, which <laughs> will include them getting close and whatnot, which I'm not okay with. That is all. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, I don't feel like there's anything romantic between them. I feel like she is she's I feel like she's basically a robot at that point or at this point. And other than the like the Adeline smile uh, that we had a couple episodes ago, um, I feel like Meisner is relatively asexual. Whoa, Tari, (laughs) you just upset yell in such a big way. (laughs) Um, uh, I disagree with that statement, yeah, not just on Yell's behalf, but because we saw him dreaming about Adeline last week. Yeah. Um, and, like, that kind of fantasizing is not, like, you don't do that if you're not, like, pining after somebody. And the phone call when they recognized each other's voices, that's true love right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I know that when I recognize someone's voice on the phone, I, I love them as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I stand by that there is de- there, there is definitely a connection between Meisner and Adeline. Um, Adelizner is not necessarily what I'm shipping mm-hmm. because I I we I still have this weird like I still like Natalind, um, even though it's like it's such a bizarre situation. Um, I just like the the chemistry is very good between those two characters. Um, as far as Eve and Meisner go. I, 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 she was stone cold for most of it, except for that moment with the rice and the chicken. Yeah. Like, it was very shades of, it was shades of Juliet, like, and like the, and the snarkiness. And I know that that's the, that's the style that the show is written in. Mm-hmm. But if she's, but that was not robotic at all. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least the delivery wasn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe the line was, because the line is, it's chicken. Like, um, it could have been in that she just like was leaning a little bit more towards Juliet in the delivery. Right. Maybe we're overreading, but no, it's a weird. It was weird that he couldn't taste it. Yeah, it, it, look, I think then, it's it's gonna come back. Yeah, I they're think gonna... it's a it's a thing. <laughs> but the chat, the chicken's gonna come back. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna flash back to that moment, and it's gonna be and it's gonna ripple throughout the rest Shut. of the season. <laughs> um, no, the chats are going crazy, guys. Just so we're clear, um, we be- I believe. Uh, that Nick and Adeline, that's a thing, right? It's happening. It's blossoming. It's Natalyn is happening. Yeah, whether it's only we want it to or not. It's gonna, just going to get complicated when Meisner introduces his feelings right. to Adeline, which I imagine he will at some point soon. Yeah, and it's clear that that that's a, a thing that's happening as well. But like, we're not saying that you know that that we don't agree or we don't think that that should happen yeah we're just we're, we're explaining the relationships because it is it has been building the way they did it was just so beautifully that the Natalyn relationship because it was so weird at first they let it build and be and feel organic and real um i just want cuz everyone's like going crazy um and everybody calm down yeah yeah also um yeah yeah that's it yeah all right um so do you guys think... What do you guys think? Do you think Nick should join? Should he sign up? I like the idea of the whole Scooby gang moving from police to SGO. Yeah. It feels very alias. It makes sense um, because 
the Black Claw is coming. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the comparison, like, that this is basically, like, the new, a new Nazi revolution yeah. in a lot of ways. I'm wearing my coin of Xanthos pen. <laughs> Great. That's what we need. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it is what we need. We could just walk up to Black Claw, like, go home. And then they would go home. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, but I like that. I like that comparison. It's very interesting. I do hope that they don't lean too heavily into Black Claw being just straight up evil. Because mm-hmm. I love the idea of them having a more noble purpose, yeah. but having bad methods. And that's why they have to be stopped. And then, because then when it comes down to whatever, uh, it becomes Nick versus Lucian, mm-hmm. I believe it was. Yes. The mm-hmm. new character introduced oh, yeah. last week. Um, it will become, a, it'll not just become a physical fight, but also a debate about like who's right because maybe maybe the 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 secret government organization is not the good guys yeah we still don't know much Mm -hmm. about it we bear like as much as we've talked about meisner on this pro (laughs) on this after show we don't know a lot about him we when we first met him we we thought he was a merc Mm -hmm. um and he still sort of might be well he explained oh i was so glad he explained in this episode that like he was working for the resistance and that's where the sgo found him was that they hired him from the resistance which makes sense and that chavez was in charge and she died so now he's in charge but there's still like a government organization above it right um and I like your theories about uh, him maybe having some magical powers where he's not. I think that would be really interesting. I still think I think they still think they could make him a Grim. Um, they I think there's enough room that that twist could it, that that twist works. Because mm-hmm. um, I haven't I haven't gone back to watch the in full the whole the all of the scenes with him and Adeline. But what I was able what I. <laughs> You haven't? That's weird. <laughs> but what I was able to watch, like, she never vogued in front of, like, and met eyes with him as far as I could find. I, I may have missed something, mm-hmm. um, so it's possible. So if I if I did, please, audience, like, listeners, like, tweet at me. Let me know, because um, it, it would quash this theory. But I but I don't know any reason why he couldn't be a Grim mm-hmm. to this point. He is a good fighter. Um, we've never spent enough time watching someone vogue in front of him. Yeah. To have that reaction. I mean, the right. truth is, we haven't spent enough time with him at all. Yeah, we, we just d- need more time with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're getting it. We're getting more and more time each episode with Meisner. Yeah. Um, as, as it seems, he's like he is really running this show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, and it's such a. <laughs> it's still so weird to me because of how long we've been talking about this person when he was not a character on the show. <laughs> Um, I've been in the chat points out that maybe he was a Grim who lost his powers. Hmm. Which is an interesting... I mean, there's so much that he could be. Yeah. Um, And I like the idea of him being... Maybe he's half royal. Like, we had a theory way back when that he was a lost royal or something. Yeah. There is... The bottom line is... He's there's more. There's more to Meisner than we know right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yell may know more than than we do. I might. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I might. <laughs> um, but like, there's more to tell. Right. There's more story, and that's what's great about that character is that like we're only eight episodes in. There's a lot more leg room. There's a lot more room for him, this character, to yeah. grow and change and evolve. There's over a the lot rest of, of Meisner we haven't seen. It's true. Well, on TV. <laughs> oh my 
Um, <laughs> going back to your question, uh, I would like it if Nick was like a, th- a third party, like a freelancer for mm-hmm. this organization, because I think that him going all in would me- would limit him too much. Uh, and I think that if if it was like you said that Black Claw was uh, not completely evil, but like just wrong in their methods, then it would make more sense for him to like at some point fi- like make a connection with someone on that side and realize that and then be more conflicted about like who he uh, aligns with because in this world the the humans do rule the the earth and everyone who is vested has to live in hiding and i like so in a in effect uh it does make sense that black claw would be like hey can't can't we i mean they want to rule the earth but like i think that there's a middle ground you know and I think that Nick's character would be the one to kind of try to find that. Yeah, I mean, they're, so they're claiming that they want to, they want to have like world domination, right? Right. That's what we're being told by the SGO. Yeah. I don't buy that though. This is why I, I think there's some interesting stuff though, because the only thing that we've seen from Black Claw, in terms of them, like what they what they say, yeah. is Occultatum Libre. Which is and they want, free the hidden, and they want to be out of the shadows. They say, yeah. Which that message, like their methods are bad. They're killing people. Yeah, but they're but so far the only thing that we know of their message seems like it's not unreasonable. Yeah, and that to me that like could, is going to be very interesting once we get deeper into what they really want in terms of like right now. Like I want this change to the world. Right, because world domination is like it's it's, it's almost silly and yeah, yeah it's <laughs> silly. It's cliche. Nobody really is going to dominate the world like that. It's yeah. just like it's not feasible, and it's too grand of an ambition. And the, and I think that this show is has enough finesse to keep that in check, um, and not just do a straight up like these guys are new Nazis and we're going to fight the evil Nazis. Like no, there's going to be depth to these people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, like, remember last week with the suburban family, who's like she's fighting the good fight. Like mm-hmm. we're proud of her. Yeah, people respect mm-hmm. the Black Claw. Yeah, for better or worse, and we'll, we'll we won't know until a little later in the season whether it is better or worse. Right. Um, I think that Nick is going to join up with the HW. I think that I, <laughs> took me a second to go. We home? have we have to get used to it. It's what the show calls them. Eminem. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. So yeah, I think that he's going to join up. I think he's going to be a little hesitant at first. Like maybe he'll like be like, "Oh, like freelance for you for a little while," right. and then like we'll that's, discuss contracts. I feel later. like that's not a thing they'll accept. I mean, I think that I think Meisner will because he knows how valuable Nick is. Oh, Meisner will. But I don't think that HW <laughs> will accept that. That's not their government. That's not how the government works. But as far as we know, Meisner is the HW. We yeah. haven't yet. We have yet to see or even hear mention of anybody who's above him. Yet. Yet. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. And the government and yell, yells contractors. like Yell just says, "I'm above him." That's <laughs> <It's> definitely, <laughs> definitely what I thought. Um, <clears throat> I, I had a question. Another, I had another question, guys. Yeah. Um, do you guys think that uh, that Rosalie's friend is part of Black Claw? Yes, I had the same thought. Yeah, yeah, that did occur to me. 
Um, yeah. So in so in this episode, uh, Rosalie got a letter from Seattle. Another one. Uh, yeah, a second letter. Uh, like I thought, look, and <laughs> this is the voice that I was like, I thought you said you were going to reach out after like after Carlos died. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that voice was, but I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Sorry, with, shady character. With the H W. Mister Goku Junior says Meisner is Harrison Wells. <laughs> nice. Uh, sorry, it's flash reference. So is he Nick from Earth Two? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought. Sorry, real quick, back to, um, you know, Meisner. So <laughs> when they're outside in the in the foresty area, looking at the graveyard, um, and Trouble is out there watching, that's when I went. I f- that we found Trouble in Paradise. Right mm-hmm. there's this beautiful forest. <laughs> like the SGO is the spinoff of Trouble in Paradise. Interesting. Okay, I would. That's the shit, guys. They wrote it. <laughs> I don't know if Paradise is a gray walled room with a camera in it, um, watching everything you do. This doesn't sound like your kind of paradise. <laughs> Sounds like the Dylan Dylan's really paradise. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Dylan and I will enjoy this paradise. <laughs> oh, all right. Sorry. So, yes. but um, and so who, we don't really know anything about this guy that's writing Rosalie, except that it has something to do with when Rosalie had a drug problem. Right. Um, he seems to have felt that they had a relationship. She did not. Yeah. I get the feeling that they were probably lovers in some way, or like. They did drugs up at and one, hooked up. Yes. Yeah. At that. Yeah. Not right. not like in a full relationship, mm-hmm. but like in a different sense. Yes. Right. They did drugs and hooked up. Yeah. Yeah. On a regular enough basis. Because they were high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that does not make a relationship. Or or the softer version of that is that he was just her dealer, um, and that 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 relationship of just mm. dealer and junkie. Okay. Right. Um, could be it. Either way, this guy is a, very much attached to Rosalie, mm-hmm. and no question is coming to Portland soon. Yeah. Um, like the letter seemed the letter implied strongly, and basically, like, yeah, the, the show is setting up for whoever this is is coming to Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think you're right, Tari. I think that they're going to be Black Claw. They're going to try to recruit her, and it she it says she's going to go to dark place. Maybe she goes undercover. Mm, that'd be interesting. Um, if she's approached by someone from her past asking her to join Black Claw and they've joined up with DHW, it's the perfect opportunity for them to put someone in mm-hmm. undercover. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Monrosalie, what if both of them go undercover? Because yeah, he's not going to let her go alone. Right. Yeah, never. But I, no one, I'm going to be honest. I'd believe her undercover. Him, no. I, no. Not at I'd all. be like, listen, professor. <laughs> well, but if the if this movement has enough people that are loved that that are backing it, that like that suburban mm, family right. was it was like this is good, then all it seems like all walks of life are supporting the Black Claw. Well, because it's it's join us or die, right? Well, right. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. we should join. Yeah. Uh, Lydia <laughs> thinks that uh, Rosalie's ex might be the leader of the Black Claw, which would be Lucian. Hmm. Oh, I like that. Good call, Lydia. Um, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it could it, like <laughs> I like Lucian. <laughs> <laughs> Another 
square jawed yep. man. Yeah. Real. Uh, <laughs> this show is so good to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think that the, the, I don't know that that's necessarily going to be the twist. I think that they would be a lower down person in yeah, but within I really Black want Claw. It to be Lucian now. <laughs> He'll have plenty of time. Dang it, Lydia! That was a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. it would be cool. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's really that's really for uh, Monrosalie. I think we got to we got to talk about the uh, the vessel of the week. You don't want to talk about Renard first. <laughs> well, well, his his story is just as separated from all of this as Monrosalie's like Seattle guy is. <laughs> all right, if not more so. Um, so the vessel of the week. Um, I, this this like it frustrates me a little bit. Because it's cool. This is a cool little story. Yeah. But it's so completely disconnected Mm -hmm. from everything else going on in the main storyline. Right. That it felt like this was like a network note, like you have to do more episodic in in these episodes. Like that's what this felt like to me is that it wasn't the writers saying, oh, we want to do this because this makes sense to the story. It felt like somebody, whether within the show or outside the show, mm-hmm. somebody saying, no, we need to ha- we need to have a Vessen of the Week. We can't just do serialized storytelling. We have to do a monster. Because um, a, a lot of times there's a parallel mm-hmm. between the two that, like, makes it, okay, I see, like, either... Either at minimum thematic, right. where it's like it feels like okay, Nick is now learning from this case that he has to handle about the situations that he has to deal with in the in the main storyline. I think it, the way it connects is um, is back to the uh, like the the black claws trying to be out in the open. And we have the other police guy who was like, you guys deal with weird things all the time. This one's so weird. How do you explain it? So weird. Which takes us back to, you know, them making up weird, crazy stories to cover it. That's fair. If that's true. (laughs) That's the connection. If that's true, I would have liked them to lean a little further into it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, I get when you say it that way, like, I get it. Yeah. But I think that then if that's the case, I would have liked Nick to question, like, that fact that like people outside of their department and their thing like now know that this particular detective is known for weird crimes yeah. because if you're a vessin like if that's out there as like public information mm-hmm. that this small town sheriff has yeah. then a lot of people know about it and it's becoming a bigger issue than just we got to go help with this weird case mm-hmm. right. like people getting wind of that when vessin are everywhere is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and they play it off like it's not. So that's why, like, so I get that the, there is a little bit of a connection there. I wanted I was, to I be was stronger. I was grasping at straws there. <laughs> no, but I think you're right. I think you're right that that is sort of the implication. I just think they need, they needed to lean into it a little bit more. Um, sorry, just to go back real quick to um, the Lucian Rosalie's uh, X mm-hmm. theory. Um, Black Claw knows who Monroe is. So... That might oh, be yeah. a, po- a problem with that. And also, Lucian is the leader of Black Claw in Portland, not Black Claw globally, right? Because it's global. We know he is a leader. We don't know no, how... He is, yeah, we don't know he's the, the leader. We don't right. know that he's the leader. We also don't know that he's not. Right. I just point. want to... Just some things to yeah, clarify. That's yeah. fair. Thank you, chat roll. Um, that's why you guys are here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Vestin of the Week. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? 
It was a uh, a Vosserzon. A what? A Vosserzon. That's not exciting. This one's re- this one was nice and easy. Uh, more difficult were the two brothers who were like a, a, uh, like um, like an ice beaver, but not. Yeah. Uh, but they were a. But they were a uh, Louisan Pichere. Oh, I love the Louisan. Yeah. Yeah. Like We've little... seen Louisan, haven't we? I feel like well. Then I don't think so. The name is similar to, um, it was a cat creature. Yeah, I know. That's why I remember it. But I, this was different. I like cats. <laughs> I like cats. This was. It, it was. I. I wish I had it in front of me. The um. The like quintuplet. Yeah, the cats. four Louis saw some things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if My you can own. stall, I'll look it up. No, um, I'm sure someone in the chat will look it up for us <laughs> because they're amazing and yeah. keep sending us corrections. Thanks, guys. Um, but yeah, no the the four brothers with the the big old the big old fake heads. Oh, I guess they weren't fake heads. The big old. Sorry, I saw the fake head when I was in Portland. Oh, <laughs> did you? I was like, kitty. You told me not to touch. I hope that's exactly how uh, you said it. Yeah. Kitty. I'm kitty. I like cats. Hey, uh, Yell, how do you feel about cats? <laughs> I like cats. Remember the cat girl? And wanted her to purr, remember? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that man. was when Damien was here. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, <laughs> Lydia says meow. I really oh like this storyline, guys. Yeah. I, know, yeah. I know it felt a little bit out of place, but, like, I, as you said, it's only the eighth episode, mm-hmm. so they need a little bit of padding just cause to pull us through to the end of the season. And I thought that this one, because, like, we've had some very silly filler episodes, and I felt like this one actually had, like, poignancy to it. Um, not to say that previous episodes didn't, but like it wasn't, it was in no way, shape, or form silly. It was actually really dark, and I liked that. Um, even though the older brother was cartoonishly evil. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> like at a certain point, it's like when he's like, I'll give you the other half if you kill my brother, like <laughs> right in front of him. Like, you don't know this person. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a really weird thing to ask. <laughs> I yeah, I really liked the story as well. I like the idea of <laughs> I don't know why I like the idea of I like the idea of these people ripping people off. Yeah. <laughs> Real amuses me. <laughs> um no, I mean that's the thing is like the idea is really like smart in a way. Yeah. You pay a vessel to Vogue in the water to give that to get that like Nessie type of tourism yeah. where people like a few people see it every few years mm-hmm. and you start you are able to like bring in some cash on stupid souvenirs cuz like people saw a weird thing in the water. Right. It, the only problem is when a guy is for some reason carrying a gun in his <laughs> tackle box at this empty lake Why do you have a gun? I mean, my thought was, you went out onto this lake that's known to have a monster in it. There are air quotes on that for people listening to the podcast. (laughs) Like, what? Why would you shoot at what you saw? You came out to see a monster. Don't shoot at it. He's there because you paid to see him. Well, I think the idea is they went to just go fish on the lake. Right. And the monster was just a stupid myth. Yeah, but... You went to go fishing, and there was a giant fish. Well, maybe don't shoot at it. Maybe he's used to shooting fish in a barrel and wanted a bigger challenge. Huh? Clever. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> but I mean, what they saw like looked like it was like a, an alligator or something. So I, I, that's my only thought is that he like freaked out that like he thought they were going to get eaten by an alligator. But still, like turn on the freaking engine or something. Yeah, you're in right. a boat. 
Use the boat. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, it's like a bee. It stands still and it goes away. Also, Mythbusters. Mythbusters <laughs> <Ow. laughs> Myth prove that if you're underwater, bullets typically don't really make it that far underneath the surface. So it's a pretty ineffectual weapon when you're shooting underwater. Yeah, Alan. Why aren't you watching Discovery Network more? <laughs> well, I mean, at the end though, when all those people started shooting, it seemed to work. Yeah. Well, when you fired that many bullets. From all sides. <laughs> yeah. To someone who's not suing. Oh, some, Mr. Goku Shooting said it may have been a street shark. Jossum. Uh, yes. reference. <laughs> Jossum. Oh, my God. I love street sharks. Can't I believe know, street sharks just came up on this show. I love street sharks. Oh, my God. It was Jossum. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Little Diamond Lake. Uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed I this storyline. It. it was I also, fun. I like the double crosses. Yeah, I mean it was cool. I liked the, the I thought the actor playing the Vosserzan was a um was a lot of fun. Like he was good. He had this like real creepy look to him. <laughs> Poor guy had a creepy face. I was well, like, "You have a creepy face, sir. We're going to cast you in this creepy role." I want to think that he like ex- like he put some work into that like for the episode that yes. he's not just walking around like With that. With a creepy face. <laughs> um but either way he did a great job being this like guy who like at first you're like he just someone was shooting at him it was sort of self-defense um at least knocking him out of the boat yeah um and maybe not like ripping him to shreds <laughs> um and then but he did seem very cool with like doing it again yeah when he kills the teen um stupid stupid <laughs> teens why don't you go swimming in a lake where like somebody got just murdered because he was going to get it on with the girl. Yeah. I mean, I guess also she was, she initially was also the dumb one. She was going to get it on with the guy. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, Fair like, enough, We guys. need to get 20 feet out, out so we can get it on. Yeah. Not that, like, the whole group can't still see them or right. anything. Not that you're still within the light of the fire. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go over here and get it on, guys. Yeah. Um... Yep. So anyway, I mean, any other thoughts on this? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty straightforward story. It was good. It was fun. That's the thing. It's like I liked it. The story was cool. Um, I like that they're like drawing comparisons to like the Loch Ness monster. Like this is where that stuff comes from. Yeah. Um, but like it just in terms of the whole episode didn't do a lot for me. Uh, I uh, and this is mostly because I'm super obsessed with uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame right now. <laughs> but uh, I also did like the theme of like who is really the monster in this situation mm-hmm. and it happened to be like the the guy who sold out his brother as as opposed to the guy who was actually playing a monster right. the, yeah uh nice. so what makes a monster and what makes a man <laughs> okay um, i also uh th- i are you a man or are you a monster okay yeah. um, i uh am I a man? <laughs> <laughs> or am i a vessel Moving no on. backup. No, I don't get any backup. On I don't there. sing. <laughs> See, I don't get any. I don't get any help from these no guys. No respect. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, Renard. You were saying I, Renard. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about um, Renard. So, uh, Andrew Dyson for mayor. This yeah. plot line that has just popped up for like thirty <laughs> seconds at a time makes a reappearance. Which I mean, I kind of feel like that's how uh, whatever season one was. I don't remember what it was. Was it the coins or was it the keys? Whatever. Every episode had like 30 seconds. It's kind of like Missy. It's like Missy and her iPad. 
or right. Missy in like in heaven. Sorry, um, guys, Doctor Who, Who reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Missy was like, "Welcome to heaven." What? What? That's it. That's all you get. Thirty seconds each episode. Yeah, they're planting seeds, and uh, you know. They're not the only ones. Am I right, Renard? Am I right? Yeah, good one. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done, sir. Um, um, my so only yeah. complaint about this Renard situation is that we did not see him shirtless. I'm going to be real honest. This season... Did you notice that they added him shirtless to the opening, opening yes, credits? Yes, yes, I very much I'm pretty did. sure that wasn't there last week. Uh, it was. It wasn't? Yeah, it was, but we were too distracted by the fact that they threw Ju- uh, Eve back in. Right. Because that was amazing, um, but no, that's that's how they've been opening it this season. Um, <laughs> I would really like it though if we're gonna see this insinuated hookup that we at least get to see him take his shirt off. Mm. She can also take hers off. That's also yeah. welcome. Fair to everybody. Everybody should. Yeah, I just if we're gonna do it, let's do it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's gonna be a scene where he wakes up and gets out of bed, and she's gonna be in there, and he's gonna look in the mirror and be like. Life's good. <laughs> it better be next week. There's been, I'm sorry, um, there's just been so, very lack of shirtlessness so this season. So basically we got the, this, this this scene, just to like recap a little bit so we can talk about it, like, uh, because yeah. what we got was just Renard like giving a speech to help out like this guy that he's helping He's going to officially endorse. Run for mayor. This has to be important, right? Like, so we're, we're still assuming that this guy, Dixon, is Black Claw, right? Um, like we talked about the last time, now we have names and stuff to apply right. to it. But I, I assume he's right? not good. Which well, our not good guys this year are Black Claw. Yeah, right. but they could be other not good. Well, you, he could also be. Now that we know more about uh, Hadrian's Wall, he could also be a part of them. Oh, is that what well. it's called? Yeah, <laughs> HW. That's Geo. Yeah, Meisner's minions. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he could be the unseen uh, party that leads that organization. So in some way, he's going to tie into this whole thing, uh, whether it ends up being that he takes this seat and is now the ruler of Portland, and uh, we see this this uh, Black Claw member in a position of power, or he's going to take this position of power and then reveal himself as being the, the leader of Portland. Uh, the secret organization. I feel like it's one or the other. Okay. B Dog in the chat says, "I just wish his story was more connected. Too many uh, side stories mean there's no real forward momentum that can be built." I agree. I agree with that because this this little scene here, we already knew this guy's running for mayor. We already know that Renard is endorsing endorsing him. Yeah. I, I don't know that we needed him to be hooking up with somebody. It was so out of nowhere. I mean, um, I don't mind hooking up with somebody. No, but like, but I get it. But I get his point. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not necessarily needed yeah. at this point. Like, you could have taken all of the stuff from that we've gotten from these scenes and done it in one episode, mm-hmm. and we would have been just as fine. And it, all it did is just add like this little D story to the episode that didn't really serve <laughs> D story. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> uh, it was not intentional. It's totally intentional. Uh, I wish. I'm not that good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, um, I, yeah, it just does, it doesn't It does do a lot, and I, I'm I'm excited for what it could be, but it's not there yet, and until it until it's going to be a thing, I don't really need these little snippets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'm hoping that this means that next week we're going to get payoff 
on it. Like, this was, like, just to remind us that it's a thing. And then next week, we'll actually get some, like, forward momentum on the story there. I do want to point out, and I watched this with subtitles, mm-hmm. and it was the funniest thing was, I don't know if it was on all of the different closed captions, but Hulu's closed captions for it, when the when as soon as they started to get, like, as soon as she started to, like, make, she closed the door. And, and make like, her moves. It just had, it just put, like, uh, brackets, mm-hmm. CD music. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of glorious. You guys are so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, because it was real seedy. All right. Um, <laughs> do you, you guys have any other thoughts about this episode um, before we move into predictions? I mean, my thoughts were that we needed more shirtlessness. Yeah. And I let the writers know, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's do it then. Uh, sorry. Uh, Unless you got something. Nope. <laughs> Too late. And now, it's been hit. you're at your buzz TV. <laughs> predictions. Yeah. All right. And you guys in the chat roll, let us know what you're predicting as well, and we'll shout it out at the end. You guys, what are you thinking? Um, I th- uh, go, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Throwing you under the bus. All right, cool. Uh, no problem. I think that it, uh, that Meisner's going to have super-duper superpowers, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be something Kilgrave-esque, where he, he can, like, manipulate people's personalities. Um, so, like... He essentially can erase them and put it back in. This or explains like, everything about <laughs> Yell. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, my personality has gone nowhere. It's exactly <laughs> yeah. the same. Yeah, but it's the way he likes you. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been manipulating you from the very beginning, Yell. Um, <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, I do think that Nick will end up being a free agent. Um, I like. I, I like the idea of these two organizations being both going about things the wrong way and him being the intermediate between the two. So I hope that happens. Uh, yep, that's it. Um, Mr. Goku Jr. in the chat says he predicts Renard's friend, the the uh, Dixon? Yeah. Is that his name? The guy running for whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, that he is the leader of Black Claw. Um, I think there's we're supposed to start getting real key-heavy soon. Um, yeah, there's all those all uh, basically reports that the the keys are going to make a big comeback. Right. Thank God we've been stalling on that storyline for five seasons. Um, Perhaps four seasons. Uh, the gamer girl says, "I predict that HW is forming an army of good Grims, good Vessen, brainwashed bad Vessen, half Grims against Black Claw." Um, also. Zi, I don't know how to say your name. Sorry, predicts that Nick will have a romance with Eve, which will push him towards Adeline. I do not support that. Um, and uh, I think, oh, I hate to say this out loud, but I think that as we get more of HW and we see Meisner more of, as a leader, we're going to end up seeing less of Damien on screen because Meisner's going to be off running missions and stuff. Now that we're all mm. fully like welcomed into the the Batcave, um, I think we're going to get a lot less of him actually there. And a I, lot more of like, uh, oh, Meisner's off doing this, so we're going to do this now. I actually disagree. I think you're going to see him plenty in episodes. I think he's going to become more like the, um, like Charlie in Charlie's Angels kind of thing, where he mm. like... You just hear his voice? No. Well, <laughs> in that he... Sorry. In Don't that he, in like that he gives... Then? Yeah. Bosley. Sorry. Yeah got them backwards like bosley in that he's just like they're like sending them on missions like he's at the base more not necessarily out in the field so renard season one yes okay um i think that's the role that he's gonna play i think 
I, I still, yeah, I still think Dixon is going to be a big member of the Black Claw, if not the top leader, mm-hmm. then one of them. Um, um, Booze predicts that Meisner and Adeline will come face to face with each other and sparks will fly. B Dog says, I predict Juliet will be killed by Nick this season. Um, and let's see, there was a predict yeah. that it will be uh, to save Adeline or Kelly. Interesting. And I'm going to bring back. For to close out predictions, yeah. I'm bringing back my old big one uh, that I haven't mentioned in a while, just because keys are coming back in the conversation. Right. I think the keys, because we know that they have some sort of map thing on them, I think they're going to lead us to information about the origin mm-hmm. of Vessen and why they exist, how they exist, and why different Vessen are, dif- are who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to become crucial to the war between the HW and Black Claw. Yeah. Nice. Um, All right. So until next week, when we're here talking about episode nine, Tari Miller, where can everyone keep up with you? I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Also on assorted panels here on AfterBuzz TV, like Supergirl, The Flash, and Arrow. Awesome. Um, I'm Yell Teagle. You can find me online at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And if you're following me on Twitter and or Instagram using Yell Teagle, I'm doing a DVD giveaway. That's right. I'm literally giving away DVDs, so make sure you're following me. And I have a new podcast. You can check it out. It's called Intimate Interrogations. It's free on iTunes. Yay. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. Um, and also uh, on YouTube now, at the same place, ThatZachWilson, uh, where I've started doing some uh, some videos talking about TV and stuff. Got Yay. some stuff talking about Doctor Who. And uh, questioning, is Marvel making too much stuff I investigate? Uh, <laughs> and then a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz that you can find on my Twitter and stuff uh, as well. Uh, guys, until next week, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with me. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 